We'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Aurora! Back in the NRL. As Willie Mack. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Welcome to episode number 18 of The Take with Willie and Ian, brought to you by bettingsite.com.au. William, we are so good at Zoom. If, if anyone ever saw what we were doing about a half hour before this, <laughs> they would think, how the hell are these guys on the air? Normally, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Normally, it's like we come in and we pretend to talk about stuff and we have three beers before we start. We've literally been sitting here for half an hour trying to work out how to use computers. Yeah. Lucky for Zig and the producer, they got us through this, and Henry. We'd have no idea. If someone said, go set a Zoom meeting up, no, I have no I'll have to miss it. I'll no. have to miss it. Sorry, mate. But, mate, that's how easy these guys make it for us. We have to turn up. Everything's all set up. We have a couple of beers. We had a good chat. All done. So, yeah, this is this is the other side of it. You're actually having but a technology. We're here now. We could easily, like, people just, you people usually would, what, what, can the whole show, really? So, we're here Not now. Us. Still Committed. We're yeah, committed. And you're enjoying your whiskey? Yeah, it's very nice. Little Should be. Like a Glen Meringue 20, was it 18-year-old 18 one? 18-year-old. Nice. It looks like apple juice, but look, <laughs> maybe it is. It could be. Now, the other big bit of news that's just happened uh, in the last little while that we should just touch on quickly, uh, the Kostya Zoo fight just got called off because Michael Zarafa refused to come up because of COVID. Really? Yeah, he's I, mean, just I, just saw on, I saw that on Instagram. I was like, why, why, why would that happen? He pulled out of the fight. That's a bit weird. He's been wanting to let me talk a lot of smack to, um, to Kostya. I think he was, um, yeah, things would have been ready for a big, big fight, but that's that sucks. I that's just think. That's a bit, that's a bit um, yeah. The amount of people that have been waiting for this fight for so long and then this shit happens, so. I'll tell you what, he would have lost a lot of support too because he would he's talked a lot about it beforehand and now he's just pulled out just on the eve of it. I think it's pretty rough. I he brought up his dad, man. He brought up his dad. That's it. Shit. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh, well, all right, William. I think I would have went to the fight as well. I would have went up to Newcastle to watch that fight. I think it's next week, so you wouldn't have. You're locked down like the rest of us. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm locked down. You're locked down. We're in all in lockdown, mate. What about the lockdown? What do you think about that? I mean, not, not about that. I was just I, – I um. I'm still in the same area, so I can drive around. I went for a walk. I drove past, a, like, a local area, and there's people out the front, like, about 20 or 30 people still, you know, like, with no masks and shit. Like, I'm like, if I want to do the right thing, I'm doing the right thing, sitting at home doing the right thing. Like, why can't everyone else? I don't understand. Get this shit I reckon two weeks. Get the fuck out of here. I reckon, honestly, this, this lockdown, people aren't taking it seriously. Beforehand, it was like people got locked down and, and people were doing the right thing, but now it feels like... I don't know. I, I agree with you. There's people everywhere. I was shocked. I was just, this is a, probably about like two hours ago. I drove past a place where you know quite well. It was just, I don't want to even name the place. But I'm like, they're all waiting out the front, like waiting for obviously food. But I'm like, when I was like, no masks. People just like congregate at the same place. I'm like, come on, man. Like, like everyone else is trying to do the right thing. And it was a common sort of age too. There wasn't, it was around about like 18 to like 25. Was it my house? Were you driving past my house again? Little, little millennial just sitting there. Oh, it's not. No, it's a conspiracy. Like your little. I wonder why the window now. Say, get the fuck home. <laughs> I seriously <laughs> did. I seriously <laughs> did. I was like, or oh, put your mask on. If I have to, if I have to walk around and put my mask on, 
I don't really want to do it either, but I'll do it because I don't want to infect other people. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm not worried about myself having COVID. I worry about if I, even if I did or making someone else an elderly sick. It's selfish tricks. Just don't buy by the rules and we'll get all, we'll all get through this. That's it. Well, speaking of the rules, there has been, um, in the last little while, Todd Payton, the coach of the Cowboys, he has come into contact with someone. He's considered a close contact and he has to isolate for 14 days, which means he's going to miss out coaching this round and the next round because the Cowboys, I think, play in the bye round as well. It's probably the first time that the NRL has been directly affected by, I guess, someone in the in the game being a close contact, or someone especially as as having as big a role as what Todd Payton does. I mean, the Cowboys, Todd, Tao Malalo is probably happy he's missing a couple of weeks, to be honest. But um, I think... It's, it does bring home the fact that this is real and the fact that the NRL has been able to go for as long as it has without any real dramas is probably a credit to the way it's being run. Yeah, the game has been run outstanding. Everybody's been doing their due diligence. Even when, when we were up in, um, in at Suncorp, all the players that were like travelled up, so I was supposed to go to the game, remember? So I was up there with Deadly Choices. I was supposed to go to the game and watch the game there. I wasn't allowed to go to the game. Yeah, wasn't allowed. Anyone who traveled, who was with uh, Socio with New South Wales Rugby League or anything like that, had to clear the stadium. Had to go nowhere near the stadium. So, uh, like people up there working for the NRL, um, working, doing some, um, you know, some some talking gigs. There's a lot. It's a big gravy train when you talk about Origin. If you played Origin, they do some marvelous events up there. And Maddie Hill does some great events. You know, Nick Livermore does some great events. Like, and they just they couldn't use us anywhere. And um, like even like I was up there with Robbie Farah and Jai Ayub. They got a great events company. They couldn't go to the game, and it was just like really affected. But everybody did the right. Everyone did the right thing. We didn't go to the game. We all had to get out of Queensland, you know. Like so, everybody plays their bit in the game. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's, and this is actually the first time that you know someone directly to involved with the NRL club has been has been affected by COVID. He hasn't got COVID or anything like that, but. The rules are the rules. Like, you know, this is bigger than the game. All this is bigger than the game. This, is shit, this shit's happening worldwide, regardless of what you think. You it's interesting, too, because there are a lot of people. I know Joey missed out on a couple of speakers. Yeah, Joey, sorry, Joey, got, Joey couldn't come to, to, sit, to, to Queensland either. Yeah. Anybody who missed that boat, I got up there on Tuesday night. So I was fine. Anybody after Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, was, was, they were all got told to stay home. And Gungarland, which is in Canberra, they were having a function up there and Matt Johns wasn't able to come and they reached out to you to try and step in. Like there was a lot of people that were directly affected. Everyone's affected. We all try and help each other, especially in times of need. Like it's all Aussies do that. That's what we're bred. That's that's in our DNA. So it's just, don't be that dick who's going to ruin everything for everyone. You know what I mean? Just don't. Just stay at home. And it's interesting too because obviously in the last little while, since the lockdown started, um, the Bulldogs were the first sort of domino to fall. You know something's going to go wrong. And the Bulldogs, they were at Toddy's, um, a few of them having a couple of beers, and and they breached, obviously, the the requirements, not only with the NRL, but also with, with, with um, I guess, what the clubs had put in place. And then, so the club itself has been fined 50 grand, the Bulldogs. Um, Josh Dugan has just been fined 25 grand, I think, um, because he was... Out and yeah. took a photo. Let's clarify to the people at home who who just read headlines. Did the NR did the NRL notify the NRL clubs about the rules straight away? 
I don't know. Did they? I mean, that's the whole thing. The, I guess the whole thing with the Bulldogs thing. It's the grey area. The players, the players are saying that they, the players from the Bulldogs weren't fine directly. So the club was fine, which means that the burden of proof seems to be on the club. The club didn't tell the players. And I mean, you know, as well as I do, well, you've got to spell things out to people. You can't just, you know, these blokes get told what what to do and where to go. If if they're going to go and have a beer, they're going to have a beer unless someone says directly. Let's not get it twisted and just say these rugby league players just disregard rules all the time because look what happened last year. They all followed protocol every time there was any sort of breach. They were in a, a, what is it, level three sort of bubble all the time for a year. They did like I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here because I don't think the NRL told their NRL clubs in due time to tell the club, and they were probably already out. The damage yeah. was already done. So let's just think of it. That's the way it would have went down. You don't. I, I honestly swear, if you're telling, if you if you're, if you're, in, you're part of that, if you're part of that meeting that went down with a, with with, um, with Cronulla or or the Dogs, they go, boys, you cannot leave. This is this is this stage three or stage four. You aren't leaving the house. No one leaves the house because yeah. people know that the, it's just bigger than the game. This is bigger than the coach saying, oh, we got beat. You don't go out. That means players do what they want anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like you, This is a different level. This is another level where the government and everyone is telling you not to, you will not do it. So let's not put all this massive blame on these, on these players and single them out and run them all through the papers and make them all look like fucking hooligans. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, people just disrespect a little because they followed the protocol last year. They did everything. This is up to the NRL, do their due diligence, tell the NRL clubs so they can do their due diligence to tell and to settle everything down. So what, what is the difference with, with Josh Dugan? Did he, did he know? Did, did he know? Was he out of the protocol? Was he in the protocol? Did he know? Did the NRL tell the club? Like, what, 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 I want to know with Dugs because he's been, run, he's been run through the coals at the moment. Well, the thing with Dugan is that when the Bulldogs did that, it was essentially um, very early on what, in, in these protocols. What, what days are we talking? I think I think the Bulldogs are on the twentieth of June, um, which is very early on, and then I think Dugan was last weekend or, or just before the lockdown. I think it was just before the actual lockdown, so he was out. And as I said, like the Bulldogs players, you can probably say to them they were maybe not aware of the new rules because it was happening so fast. It was a very, you know, there were changing situations. Dugan 100% would have been aware of what the laws were. And that's why he has now been fined 25,000 as an individual, whereas the Bulldogs players were fined. They weren't fined individually. The club was fined. So there is a difference there because Dugan essentially um, has made a choice to go out. And, and look, he's probably off with the Sharks anyway. You know, the, the, he's been playing Reggie's for a long time and they're probably looking to move him on at the end of the year. He's, he's on fairly big money. So there's probably some club stuff going on there too. But ultimately, he he broke what the NRL protocols were and he's been fined for that and he's come out and apologised. And, you know, you can understand with these blokes when they make an honest mistake. I think Dugan probably just thought he wasn't going to get caught. But why put it on social media? That's what we talk about all the time. Put your phones away. That's one of the dumbest things I've, I've, I've seen for a while. If he knew, I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt thinking – you know, he didn't know. He didn't quite know with you know with the protocols, if he, this and that. But if he knew, come on, man. You know what I mean? He should know better than that. You know, um, yeah. he's been he's he's been his career's been. You know, every time he does something bad, they hammer him for it. 
You know what I mean? And the last couple of years, he's been really, really good because he's admitted to problems that he's had and he's tried to rectify that. Dude is a good kid, but it's like he's rebelling against the club, but it's not working because he's stupid because this is bigger than NRL. You know what I mean? This is bigger than the this is bigger than your beef with with the NRL or with the Sharks or whatever. You know what I mean? This is this could jeopardise your future right at the moment. You're off contract. They're trying to get rid of you. All these kind of things. They can use these grounds to like to to really dig their heels and say we don't want you. Like the repercussions of his actions right now are monumental. They are. And looking he, at he should know he should know better because he's, he's Josh Dugan. He's very recognisable. You know what I mean? Like he and. Why did he have to go? Did he go out of like wherever he lives? You know, obviously he did and got photos on social media, man. Like it's just like you can just be out. The you don't reason- need anyone to follow. And if you're gonna break the protocol, you can just be out. You don't have to get people like taking photos or getting photos of people, just like no. no. But that's the thing, Will. Like the reason I don't get he it, got man. he got hammered originally when him and Blake Ferguson were having Bacardi Breeders on the rooftop a couple of years ago, a long time ago now, was a photo. Now, if they were having Bacardi Breezes on the on the rooftop, who would drink Bacardi Breezes for a start? But they were drinking them on the rooftop. Yeah, if it's Deep Tuesday. But honestly, if he hadn't have taken a photo of that, no one would know. Same thing again. Like, these blokes just don't learn. That's the issue. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed, Dukes. I just thought he was, he'd come through that. He's, I just thought he was button heads at Cronulla. He had a good year last year. He started the year, or so, year off all right this year. This thing has really put a blight on it because this is bigger than the NRL. Yeah. There's going to be like politicians and that like, you know, coming down on you instead of, instead of our, you know, just journalists, NRL mm. journalists, you know, you put the whole game into disrepute, you put everyone under pressure. That's, that's, that's the, um, that's what he's done. And it sucks because most of the players are doing the, doing the right thing. It's the only time that's this, this has been breached. The game's done a pretty good job of putting itself into disrepute with Ronaldo Mulatalo and his origin selection, non-selection eligibility. I can understand, to some extent, I can understand what New South Wales have done. They've said under the terms of what these eligibility laws are, he's not eligible, so he can't play. So they've raised it. And it was some some crocodile on Twitter eventually who who, who put it up. He's played through all the junior sides. He's played Queensland 16s, Queensland 18s, Queensland 20s or whatever. So for mine, if he's played them, he's got to be eligible to play. But under the letter of the law, he, he moved over people, from... tell the people what the eligibility laws are right now? Essentially, you have to have played in a state before your 13th birthday. Now, he started playing for in Queensland comp when he was 13 and 11 months. So 11 months he misses out. What a on, joke. So if, if his father, so you've got to, if your father played, if you played, um, if you're born there or if you, you, you played your senior footy or whatever footy before your 13th birthday, then you're eligible. If you don't meet any of those criteria. If your dad was a Queensland great and you got brought up in New South Wales till you were 14 and then you tried, then you moved to Queensland because of work and everything like that. You're playing for New South Wales. That's the yeah, rule. Well, Lockie Lamb. Like if you look at Lockie Lamb, so that, Adrian Lamb was right? just to tell everybody yeah. at home. That's the rule. So that's how stupid this is. People live in. I mean, I get it. If you're, I reckon the rule should be from about maybe maybe six, 16 and below, not 14, because you're not really in that much control. And I even think it should be high. It should be maybe 18. Do you know what I mean? Like it should be up to 18. I think 
He played 16 just, games in 20. I just think this is a joke. This kid missed out. And what do I say on this show all the time? What I envy about people, about Queenslanders, when they run out at Suncorp at, and they get that adulation and that feeling, they took that away from him. That made me sick when I heard those rules and they let him go that day day of the game. I couldn't believe it. Like, because of these little eligibility rules, you know I mean? Some prick on Twitter throwing some, some fucking bullshit out. You know what I mean? Getting told game day. I get it with all the eligibility rules, but you know, we're not stealing. Like, we're not we're not getting him at 20 years old when he's a gun, you know, and then all of a sudden he wants to change to, to Queensland. He hasn't played all these juniors in, in New South Wales till he was 20, then goes a place to North Queensland when he's 21, becomes an absolute freak, and then he does it. Then I'm against it, totally yeah. against it. This is a load of shit, and this is from the NRL, and they should have known about his eligibility from day dot. And well, they're he, saying as soon as he got into camp, they should have known everything. They should have done all their due diligence. This is on the NRL, not Queensland, not New South Wales, not the idiot on Twitter that let everybody know. This is bullshit. You cost it's, his skin. if he doesn't get his if he never if he never gets to play in front of that Queensland crowd again, blame those pricks. I think it's it, to be fair, it's the Queensland Rugby League because they've they've okayed it, so they've picked him, so they've obviously gone. Well, we've looked at it, and 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 the and the kid can play. And let's be honest, played eighteen to twenties. He's a Queenslander, and if he played, like, what difference does that make to the game? Like, it makes no difference to the game at all. Queensland were never going to win that game of football, and letting a winger. It's not the point. This is not the point. This is just like an absolute load of shit. He got told two hours before the game before his childhood dream. These rules should not be in place, or if not, if they are in place, do your due diligence as a massive billionaire corporation to know everything about every single player. Yeah. Full stop. NRL. Who's our whole body? NRL. Know your shit, Volandis. Know everything about everyone. Whoever you, whoever is working underneath you, know about. Should know about all these players and their eligibility. You just made all these fucking rules up. Now he just cost his kid. He mightn't play for Queensland ever again. He mightn't because Reese Walsh pulled out. Reese Walsh only got in the team because because of um, Alex Brimson and Ponga, and there were circumstances that got that kid in. And then he got pulled out. Then this kid come in. Do you know what I mean? About five yeah. or six, five or six places had to fall before he got his chance. Now he he might not ever get. It. Hopefully he does. But this is all on them. Yeah. Every single thing. I, it's it's funny too because people I've seen your name got thrown up because you were born in Auckland, but um, I've seen a few things floating around. But those eligibility those eligibility rules were changed ten years ago to try and stop, I guess. Um, Greg Inglis and Izzy. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's what it's all come down to. There's never been. They always say that Peter Sterling was born in Toowoomba. No one cares. Only all people care about is Greg Inglis. And Israel fell out because they were about 16, 17. One's from Minto. And where's GI from? Kempsey. That is yeah. New South Wales heartland. That's yeah. New South Wales' fault because I was in those little fucking teams when they could have easily snatched GI or Izzy out and said, here, have an origin jersey. Bang. They would have grabbed that New South Wales jersey. That's on New South Wales. That's on Queensland. Good on yous. They, you. You know they, what, though? They saw it. That was That was in a time when... New South Wales had won, I think, three or series in a row or something like yeah. that. And the, the whole concept of origin at that stage was under threat. And I guess it's um, – the funny thing is Queenslanders, they love origin, but they don't like losing. So New South Wales lost eight series in a row and the origin concept still stayed strong because the New South Wales supporters wanted to win. Of, they lost 12 out of 14. <laughs> yeah. I oh, know, and but now you look at you look at Queensland, and Queensland obviously 
they're going to struggle in the next few years. And we can talk about that later, but this New South Wales side, it's young, it's keen, it's so talented. You know, you mentioned Dynasty on Twitter and got hammered about it because, but it's, it hurts their little feelings. It does. It does. It hurts their little feelings. And I don't give a shit about their feelings because I'm just a realist. If, if I've been on the I've been on the back end of those hidings, I've been on the back end of the Queensland dynasty. You know what I mean? Like I had to cop all that sort of stuff. I don't really care that much about it. Footy is what it is. There's ebbs and flows, turns, everything turns around, all that kind of stuff. I really actually I believe that. And this is what happens. This is what's happening now. We've got that influx of absolute superstars in the game in our team at the moment, and they don't. You know what I mean? Are we going to go into Origin now? Yeah, let's let's let's. Do you know what? Well, let's talk about it because I said it before, after game one as well, and people were like, oh, it's great to see. Do you know, what? it's not great to see any side get flogged by thirty nil. It's just not good. If if Origin is the pinnacle of the sport, and you're watching one side dominate the other side in the way that we've seen in the first two games, I'm not enjoying it. Like, I, I, I'm glad New South Wales won. Terrific. Yeah, that's great. That it's great to watch this New South Wales side you know, run over the top of, of what is a fairly ordinary Queensland side. And you know that this is the start of something big for New South Wales. But in saying that, I don't want to watch games that are blowouts. I want to watch them tight. I want I wanted to believe in that Queensland spirit. I didn't see it. They have a short memory. They really have a short memory. It's unbelievable. I mean, just being up there and like, you know, just 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 feeling the whole, you know, the energy during the week and the talk and that they still believe, you know, in that Queensland spirit. We'll get you guys. I'm like, and I'm like, I hope you do because I don't want to go to a dead rubber. I'm just that dude who just talk. I just, I love the game so much. I love seeing a dead rubber, but then my heart goes, you know what? You guys never wanted to go to a dead rubber when we played. You wanted to sweep us off the earth. And they would be happy with 50 nil every single game. They would be. Yeah. But when the tides turn like it is now, and it's turned big time, let's not get it twisted. So I said, Dynasty starts. Someone goes, one series. Well, it's three from four. Let's do it like that. It doesn't have to be all in a row. It's going to be three. It's going to be three from four. And where are you going to go from here? Like I try and talk people about, I try and educate people about football, about our players, about your players. We're in an era where our players are superiorly better than yours at the moment. Just like when you had Billy, when you had GI, when you had JT, Lockie, Cam Smith, and Cooper Cronk. Not even to mention the Israel Falaus and the Darius Boyds and the Hodges and the Petro Sivanasivas and the, um, you know, oh. uh, the Smat Scots, uh, Nate Miles, Sam Thides. Let's not even mention those Origin Hall of Fame players. I'm just mentioning pretty much immortals in yes. your team. Immortals, future immortals, easily Hall of Fame players, future immortals that I just named them. We had to go against that. Now these guys are going to go against Luttrell. He's been playing outstanding, like nothing short of outstanding. Trebojevic, you know, Teddy, Cleary's playing pretty good. But I'm just talking about those three players. I'm not mentioning. I think I'm not mentioning anyone in our pack that's out like that is is going to like is dominate like Petro and that did. You know what I mean? Like or Sam Friday, Nate Miles. Those blokes thirty. They're like thirty plus gamers. These guys mm. are. We're still young. We're still young. We'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll have this conversation in five years ago. Hey. Now we're talking, what you know, now we're talking with Saifedin and Payne Haas and uh, Junior Paulo and Angus Crichton and Tarek Sims and Cam Murray and Isaiah Yo, all under 25, 26 years old. Do you know what I mean? Absolute. I mean, I mean, Tarek and Junior Paulo is a little bit older, but all those other guys are 27 and below. 
that's yeah. where you can build stuff. The back line is like is they can all play to five, seven, probably six to eight years together. That's how good they're going to go. And then you're going to have guys like um, uh, Crichton from Penrith and Zach Lomax, and you're still going to Pappenhausen and all these blokes chasing these other guys. You know what I mean? Like this is this is what's happening at the moment, and that, and, and that's just the way it is. You know, and, and Queensland, Queensland are at that sort of moment where, you know, we missed Harry Grant, we missed Caelan Ponga. Yeah, who else? Not that many. They don't change. They don't change the game, though. Uh, look, yeah, one thing that we've we've been critical, uh, not critical of Nathan Cleary, but um, we have been Nathan... critical. And I think, sorry, I have to because I was I want to message him later. I just went because I've been critical of his running game. He because, doesn't run. And then, yeah. And then I thought, you know what, the kid was twenty years old. And you're still playing Origin. He's still finding his feet as a player. We just he just got thrown in the deep end because he was the next. He just is that young superstar kid. Yeah. And this is three years later. We're talking defense, outstanding, kicking game, best in the best in the game, goal kicking, everything. Now his running game has come into it. Now his combination with like with Luai is there. Now you're going to talk about you know pretty much maybe they're our second best halfback after Joey. He's got a ten year run at this thing. He's been phenomenal. He has been phenomenal. When he gets into the game, he should have been off the field. That little tough prick was on the field that whole time. There's 17 minutes with a torn rotator cuff. Yeah. That's balls. That's respect. If you can't, if you don't like the kid, respect that kid. And I like it. And I love everything that he's doing. Everything that he's doing. All I wanted to do was see him run. Now yeah. he's had that first line break in the game. In the game. And he's setting up plays. He's doing these, everything's just so slow to him. He's 23. What's going to happen in four, three or four years? Because that was the big thing with him is that he was putting pressure on his outside men because he wasn't taking the line on. So defensive lines could set. They could. They knew he wasn't going to run, which means they could run for. The, they could take the ball carrier. Yeah. You know, and leave him alone and just defend on the outside. But yeah, the way he's running yeah. now. Yeah, because because he's, he's going. He's go. He gets the ball. He comes in. He goes out. That's where Joe, the great Andrew Johns. He get the ball. He'll play in. Always to play out to square the people in the middle up. You've got yeah. to square Welsh, Papali, all these guys up so we can give the good ball to Luai and give the ball, good ball to um, Isaiah Yeo and stuff like that. So they so they have that timeout wide. And look at the time that they're having. No, didn't, and didn't overplay his hand. Give the ball to Luai. Luai didn't overplay his hand. If they rush up on Luai, he turns it back inside. He went out the back. He gave early ball to, um, to, to Luttrell. And they just played, they played the perfect game. I watched the game when I was up there just on TV, but I watched it today just by myself, and it was amazing. It was dominance from the start. I'll give Queensland their first maybe four sets of defence, but that's what I expect in origin. I expect every single person to be belted for the first, like, 10 minutes. And they did that. But New South Wales just did. They just held their nerve, big backs coming through. Teddy was outstanding. That was one of the best performances I've seen him play. And then Latrell, it's good, good luck. I mean, like Isaiah, yo, big shout out to Isaiah. What happens? What happens in Origin with the Queensland team? They go a big shot, and then they dig in around where they end, and then they settle one up, and then they might have another little shot. But what what New South Wales do? They they nearly go shot for shot for shot because of their connection, because of how good their ball players are in the middle with Isaiah, with Cam Murray, with Luai, with Cleary, they're all on the same page, especially those three, Luai, Cleary and Isaiah. Yo. So and even when they get to just say that, that 20 meter line, everybody at home, 20 meter line, usually they usually Queensland would be settling one up after there, which is quite, which is quite normal in club football or anything like that. We'll go on two pass. So Luai would get in the first receiver. 
pass. It would be either a long ball to, to Yo, and it would be a block play with someone else out the back. And then straight away, they're on their other edge. And in that time, as a middle person, they are running around everywhere, running back, running forward, running sideways. And did you see by about 25 minutes? Gassed. Gone. They didn't, then they didn't take the foot. And if they got on one side, Latrell would be over there. Turbo would be over there. Teddy would be stepping. That side, that, that, that gun try that Turbo scored, they were on the left side of the post. Teddy got the ball one off the ruck. Stepped about three or four people, end up finding some space, found, found Cam Murray. Cam Murray, boom, boom, straight to Teddy, straight to Fox, Fox, bang, straight to, straight to Turbo. Like, that's just hand, that's eyes up football. You can't coach that shit. Teddy had about 100, lo- 100 tackle breaks. It was unbelievable. Kid was outstanding. Looking like, at Queensland, Queensland, Queensland didn't play like that because their lock is Tino. Tino's not a ball player. Welsh is not a ball player. Papali's not a ball player. Um, who's the kid from South? That was in the back row. So Kafusi and who's the guy from South? Talk to me. Who's the guy from South? Yeah, the back row. The back row plays. Yeah, for, for Queensland. In the back row for Queensland, yeah. there was no one from South, was there? Oh, you idiot. Yes. Jai Arrow. Jai Arrow. Jai yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the back row. So he's yeah. in the back row. All he knows is he plays like a front rower. So Tino, front rower, pretty much. Jai Arrow, front rower. Kafusi, good, good, good in Melbourne's, Melbourne's um, situation, how they, how, they, how they structured. Does that job. Everybody, everybody's very structured down there. Do you know what I mean? So Jai, you've got like four front rowers. So they just go boom, 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 boom. Easy to defend. So easy to defend, whereas New South Wales, ball plays and game breakers all over the place. Latrell Mitchell, and he, he, I don't know why he's one of those players where people, they love to criticise Latrell Mitchell, but I don't think I can remember a player who has been as responsible for as many big game plays as what this kid has in a very, very short period of time. He's grand final, he, he basically wins the Roosters a grand final with one play. In origin, he strips the ball, which leads to a try. Then he takes a, an intercept and runs the length of the field. He is just a phenomenal player. I really hope that what happens now is that people can just sit back and appreciate how good this kid is and how good he is going to be. Yeah, he's, he, is, he's our, he is a superstar of the game. Him and if it wasn't, if they didn't think about it, they thought he got injured last year and he wasn't going to come back. Get over it. You know what I mean? The kid is a rock star. Does everything right off the field, on the field. Could not do anything more right because he just he. he I don't know how him. I think gags him. Just turned up to train on Monday and just like, hey, how you going? Hey, what's going on? There's the amount of like, um, just bickering. Like Luai, Luai is the king at it. I don't think many people see it that much, but like the lipping that he does, I love it because I, I love the way he plays and he's got Toto's back. That left edge is so, it's beautiful to watch. You got Luai, you got Tarek Sims and you got Latrell and you got Toto and they were just monstering their right edge. But the amount of talk that was in these, you know, every time they drag someone out over the top, and this is the difference in the game where you can't punch someone in the head because I swear to there would be, there would be 20 fights they all wanted to have a crack at Luai, but like, hey, he holds his own. He's tough. He defends good. He's a he's a really really good player. He's an outstanding player. And, you know, you got Latrell. Like him and Gags were just going at it and going at it, like throwing each other's heads into the ground. The amount of talk that was going on, 
And if you can't do anything about that, and if you're getting your asses handed to you, oh, you'd lose it. It'd be so frustrating for these players, mate. It was just so much little, just bickering in that. Just, oh, grubby. Not, I wouldn't say grubby, but like, oh, mate, it was really antagonizing just watch, watching them go. But I've seen it before. I've been on the other end of it. And it's good. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Hodges. Remember Hodges used to, Justin Hodges used to do that shit yeah. all the time. Just try and get under each other's skin and all that kind of stuff. He's nearly getting fights, jersey grabbing, all that kind of stuff. But they end up winning. But they So they end up winning everything. <clears throat> There's a heap of binging going on in the background and I'm on my missus' computer and all of this binging is, I think it's, I don't know, we've spent an hour and a half trying to set up the Zoom. I can't mute the bing so everyone can just enjoy the sound of my wife getting messages on a computer. So that there you go. Is. Yeah, that's what it is. Still my head in. I I'm trying I to stop binging, it. I thought binging was another word for like talking shit. No, that's us. We bing. You're saying <laughs> the other the, thing as well. The background of what? Origin, yeah, all right. And I'll tell you what as well, with the green on the Zoom, people probably know about the Zoom. With the green, you talk, I talk. It's not, I don't know, it's hard work. Right, it's hard I just work. thought it was just highlighting you. And then all right, well, well, I think uh, let's move in to this game, this week's games. Um Play. It's actually all right because you expect in the in-between games when you've got um, Origin on, they're usually, they're mostly dog shit. But all of the players seem to be backing up. Whether they do or they don't, I guess we'll find out on the weekend. But I don't know, there's some pretty good games here. Yeah. Uh, what's the first one? I mean, I, I would love it if the Roosters were all like all guns blazing and everybody everybody firing. But um, yeah, the Storm, the Storm the storm looked amazing. I can't get out. I mean, the Roosters have—they've got that culture where they'll, they'll never give up. But it's yeah. the class of Storm and how clinical they are. But yeah, it'll be—it'll be you know, like after probably about the back ends of halves. That's when Melbourne really get out. But who knows? Storm have got to travel. Storm have got a lot of travel. I'm on the Roosters here. Yeah, but you're a one-eyed Roosters supporter. No, I'm, I'm, I've backed them. Sam Wolves we'll back. Sam Wolves back. Let's go back to Origin. Let's have a touch on Origin for a little bit. Do you make any change to Queensland? In my opinion, you only make changes if the players that you're bringing in are better than the players you're dropping. And you can't just make changes because your side's been no good. So I don't know who Queensland can bring in. If you're asking if I bring in Sam Walker over DCE, then the answer is no. But I would expect Jerry Evans to do a lot more in that game. And I would say to him... In 12 months' time, Sam Walker's going to be a year older. He's going to have more football under his belt, and you're about to lose your spot. So if you don't show me something, if I'm a selector, I say, if you don't show me something in this game, you're gone for next year. So I understand where you're going with the Sam Walker thing, but you can't throw an 18-year-old in over the top of what is currently the Australian halfback. You know it's going to suck. I'll just say when Cleary, just say Cleary gets through the first you know, recovers for four to six weeks with his shoulder injury. I'm not sure, is it a labrum or is it short rotator cuff? Is it, Bernard? I haven't seen, but they reckon four to six weeks. So anyway, so just say he gets through the gets through this year, should get the seven job for the Aussie team. 100%. He will get told to get his operation. So we miss out on the World Cup. Yeah. I can see yeah, that. that's true. And then, and then, and then that'll suck. Unless he can fully, unless he can fully rehab his um, his shoulder, and he can come back and get through the year and get through that. But at the end of the year, somewhere, because he's still a young kid, someone's mm-hmm. got to have a good talk to him and go, "Look, you've got a you've got a ten year rep career. 
do you want to take another year or two off because of your shoulder? You know what I mean? Like that's that's gonna, that that talk is going to happen. Yeah. Like some players, you know, I don't think once DCE gets that knot, I mean, once DCE relinquishes his uh, seven, it'll be to Cleary. And then if, if if it takes Cleary another year to get it, so be it. Don't sacrifice that one year just to get it straight away. That's what I'm saying. No, he's got nobody plenty of time. Chasing, nobody is chasing Cleary. No, he's too moment. good. He's going to be there for 10 years. So I, wish, I hope someone in his in his corner and says, oh, look, footy's more than that. You've got to be there playing your best football, not carrying a shoulder injury, especially as a halfback. So hopefully someone think- has, has the words to him. I think his dad probably just cares about the grand final, to be honest. I don't think he cares too much about yeah, his I hope, yeah, I hope to God that it is his dad going, Oi, we'll get have you, you're gonna have you're gonna get your shoulder your shoulder like whatever is probably by that stage it's gonna be a reconstruction. Yeah. Which sucks. The Warriors and the Dragons. Uh I don't know. I've got the feeling Ben Hunt has been playing some pretty good footy and Queensland actually looked better when he was on the field. I think if Ben Hunt fires, the Dragons could actually have a good back end of the season because they've got a reasonable forward pack. Yeah, I, I said that weeks ago. Weeks ago. You know, if they bring, you know, Tarek Sims can, you know, if they can get through origin and still be like at least in the top eight or around equal eight, all that kind of stuff, they can really make a run for it because their defense is, is, is quite good. Zach Lomax will come back. And you still got Ben Hunt and all these other players, so they got they got an all right squad. Their front rows are pretty good. You know, Vaughan's you know Vaughan's played for Australia, and he's played for New South Wales a couple of years ago. Mm. You can't lose that overnight. Tarek Sims and the other kid, the other big back rower, um, and the lock. They've all got some. You know, Jack Bird's back in the back row now. Like they've got a decent team. So it'd be disappointing if they do fall off. But Ben Hunt has a massive job. Like I mean, I think you know McCulloch's a club footballer. He got shown up, you know, he's going to make his 50 to 60 tackles because that's what happens when you can't hit really hard. Hookers yeah. make 50 to 60. Everyone gets a little bit twisted on the analytics. Like, oh, my God, he made 60 tackles there because he can't fucking tackle hard. <laughs> what are you going to run it? Are you going to run it Jake Chavorovic 60 times? No. Nah. You're going to run it Victor Radley 50, 60 times? No. Nah. You're going to make about 30 just because he's in the middle, he's doing his thing. But hookers usually make that. Danny Madeiras never really made that many because he puts you on your back. Hmm. You know, so there's a difference. He's, but he's a great club player. It's just that another level, and and that's he's been the product 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 of Cam Smith just being an animal through the whole. He's in his prime. McCulloch, 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, outstanding. Same as Jake Friend, but they had to wait for 2019, 20 to get their Origin debuts. Yeah, or Australian debuts. I think they all played a couple of tests. So, yeah, thank Cam Smith for your um for your record. How do you reckon? Panthers go at club level without Cleary. Well, They're playing para in the Battle of the West. Um, I don't know. I, I think they go okay. They got Burton and Luai. Yeah, I think they'll be all right. I just think um, in the last couple of weeks, last three or four weeks, they haven't played anyone that's been in the top eight. Uh, the last time they did play was in round 12. They played against the Rapids and they got beat 38-20 quite convincingly. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so that makes me doubt a lot of their, you know, what they're about. You know, you can dust up. I think they dusted up. I'm just looking through their thing. They dust up the Knights 40-4 to and then they dusted up um, West Tigers 40-12 to and they put it down on the Bulldogs and all that sort of stuff. I don't rate those teams. They should do that to those teams. They're really awful teams at the moment. Um, now you're coming up against Penrith. 
but no Cleary. Now Moses is looking like this, the seven could be his. If yeah, he, I don't know that, about that. Think, I don't know about that. What would you do? I don't know. I, I look. I guess realistically, it probably doesn't matter because um, that New South Wales side will win whoever they pick. I'd probably give Adam Reynolds another go. I think just in terms of game management, and you don't need a running five eight, a running halfback. Um, you've got so much strike outside. You just need someone who's going to link. And I think, um, I think Reynolds is probably a better link halfback. But I don't know. We'll see. This is what I I think. Anyway, what I'd do. I think Jake Trebojevic needs deserves to come back in the team. I think Jack White deserves to start a game. So I'm not moving much around. I'm putting Luai to five. I'm putting Luai to halfback. Seven. Jack White, yeah. Jack White to five eight, and I put all the forwards on the bench and just yeah. fuck, who cares? Go out with it because the series is already won. That's that's what I'll do. Or you can you know you can stuff around a little bit more. You know with your with your and depends what happens with injuries and stuff like that. But some people are origin players, some aren't, and I just don't think Moses fits that criteria. No, he hasn't. He ha- well, he has, and he hasn't. He hasn't taken club world by storm either. Like you know, I'm just but saying, anyway. you can't. You know, you don't. You know, just because you carve up West Tigers and 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 the Knights and and all these other all these other clubs, like, what do you what do you think Origins like? Who cares what Queensland's like? Who cares if you've already beaten Queensland? I played in a sweep before, and we we're in two thousand and three, and they smashed us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you you might be off a little bit, and then bang, they come in. They, they they just they're looking for every win possible. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe you know if you might get the head up because Freddie coached him in the Lebanon team. Yeah, that might be it. They might have a really good relationship, but I wouldn't really want anybody that's been but that's played out of that squad at the moment mm. that would miss out. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know, like if 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 Jake's ready to play. And everybody's available. I'm picking. I'm putting Luai and I'm putting Jack straight in. I'm putting Luai at five halfback. I'm putting Jack at five eight. Well, I'm they're not, playing Luai at halfback on the weekend. I'm just not messing with the side because I think they all deserve to just go out there and just go. All right, because I don't think Moses is ever going to play because of Cleary. Well, they could have the other mindset, you know. Like let's let's just give him let's just give him a crack. But I think Origin jersey should be earned. You know, well, that, well, the, the culture that they've built there, that what Freddie has built, you know, like that that squad that they've got there, the energy that they have and how much they love each other and just be there for each other with everything that every time someone scores, you know, 12 blokes all over that, that, that one dude jumping all over him, that sort of energy. Like, you know, I think it would be a shame if Jake Chaboyevic had to come back in the side and he misses out because he's been a mainstay for four or five years. That would be the, my um, that would be my only concern. If he wasn't coming back, if he was out for a long time, then maybe you'd do that. That's the, my only concern is Jake. The Bulldogs are well; they just walked straight out of toddies. Manly beat them. The Raiders Titans not a bad game. Um, Raiders are favourites, but the Titans could spring an upset here. I reckon. Is that is that is that down in um? That's Canberra? down in Canberra. Yeah. Probably the only thing going for him. Saturday night? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Little Titans boys. I was up there in Queensland. You know, it's about 25 degrees. Nice and beautiful. Different, Better than Canberra. Different, different down Saturday night in Canberra. Minus, in the minuses. I'll just, <laughs> I'll only be going for thinking Titans might win because of the fact that 
the Queensland boys would be so embarrassed of what happened to them. They want to come out there and just like play some good football. That's it. Well, the Cowboys don't have a coach, so the Knights will knock them off. Uh, Broncos. The Broncos. Broncos are an interesting one because they're under a lot of pressure. The Sharks are just they're just slowly going about their business now. They're starting to to win a few games. The Sharks are, are sort of raging favourites. Katoni Staggs is back. You can't tip against the Sharks, though, can you? Uh, I just I find it hard tipping against the Broncos all the time because maybe my mentality is always stuck back in the in the two thousands and you know two thousand tens when they you know, they were just when so Webke used to bash they you were so hard yeah when they were so hard to play at Suncorp they were yeah. just so hard you'd never really it, it'd, be, it'd be always a battle to win but clubs have put fifty on it. In the last couple, yeah, of years. they've really lost that mystique. So these, no, no one really cares about Brisbane at SunCorp at the moment. They just don't. It's never, no. it's not one of those things that you worry about, you know. So yeah, the Sharks will go up there and do the job. And the Michael Maguire Cup, the West Tigers against the Rabbits. The Rabbits win that. Uh, Wayne Bennett can say thanks very much to Michael Maguire for preparing him to potentially <laughs> win a comp this year. Now. That takes us to my favourite segment. It's my favourite segment, Will, because it means that we get to listen to this and also because young Henrys give us beer to drink. Willie's Big Boy. <laughs> We're on, eh? We're on. Willie's Big Boy. So this is just for Origin, all right? Um, and this was very hard. So I, I had to re-watch this game. I had to rewatch it. I had a guy. I had. Um, I had. I had a different. Um, a different plays in there. My the first time I told you guys, and then I watched it again, and my one point goes to Isaiah. What he was doing at the start of the game, he was just asking questions in the ruck. You know what I mean? He was doing one out runs. He was just tipping the ball back into like to his big boys, just putting everybody into the game, knowing the fact that he was going to play the whole eighty. I love that about some locks. I love it. Tony Grimaldi used to do that all the time. Wasn't worried about his own stats. He'd go, oh, give the big boys a ball because they're not going to be on there for 80 minutes. So he was doing that to Junior Paulo, Daniel Saifidi, just keeping simple ball, simple tip outside or back on the inside. Then they do their meet. They do their things. Let the big boys do their things. And he was just, he was absolutely outstanding. Played 80 minutes. I'm not sure how many tackles that kid made. The amount of meters. 700. Yeah, the amount of, but the amount of meters that he was responsible for, not that he ran, because he was just getting that, he just quit. So he was getting that ball, as I said before, he was getting that connect from the left side of the field to pass, and then they had that back rower, Cam Murray, leading into a hole, and then you had the fullback out the back with Teddy. They were skinning him all the time. All the time he was responsible for that. So if you go back and watch the game, you'll understand what I'm saying. Uh, two points to Junior Paulo. Because I went back and I was, I was looking at the, the bench players, like Angus Crichton. Payne Haas, they were unbelievable off the bench. They were a bunch of good. animals. They were a bunch of animals, honestly, mate. Um, but I just couldn't go past like Junior Paulo for two points because he started the game, and that is the and that they they come out brutal, didn't they? Like Queensland come out and they were ready to play, regardless of the score. They were ready to play at ten or fifteen minutes, man. The big boys were getting hammered up the middle, but they just kept going and going, but their defence was unbelievable. Isaiah Yo's defence, sorry, Isaiah Yo's defence is, is impeccable. 
he just doesn't miss tackles and he's just everywhere. You know what I mean? You need that dude in your team. Junior Paulo, 120 plus kilos of big boy. I'm not sure what part of the year he's got his winter coat on. Maybe he might be up to back, <laughs> back 20 plus. I'm not sure where you are, big boy, but he could be up there. And he was just monstering through the middle, but his defense spot in, in critical positions when they were on their line, he was mainly on there for that time. So that's the hardest time to be on there. It's all right when you're on the front foot, come off the bench, and all things gravy, all that kind of stuff. When you're on the line, then you've got to get the ball off the line. That's your responsibility. And then you've got to run all these decoys, like all these guys that I mentioned, all the big boys do, all this kind of dirty stuff. That It's not pretty. It's not pretty, but they get it done. And he was doing all that. And he was on the, he was on, he was on the field at the end of the game. Three points, Daniel Saifidi. What a game. I'm not sure if people understand how good this kid played. I think he played the first 30 minutes in the middle. And I'm not sure about his stats or anything. I don't really care. What I see is probably a little bit smarter than the people who do their – they sit there and – LEMs. Judge, judge. No, I was, I was Googling. I was trying to get stats and shit. And I come across like um, uh, up to match. Like they, they, rate, they rate you. Like journos rate you. It fucking makes me so not angry, but I just sort of laugh. I'm like, what do you see that I don't see? How do you rate this kid a seven out of 10 or a seven and a half? He's playing Origin. He's been one of the best fours. And I went, all right, that made me watch the game again. It made me watch because I had other players in those positions. And I was like, who are rating these games? Like get players who actually have played Origin to sit there and rate a game. Not you, not you. I don't care. Write stories. Be a columnist. Write about the game, mate. Write about it. That's what they pay you for. You're a columnist. Now, you don't sit there and rate these absolute beasts of men, modern-day gladiators, and give them a fucking six and a half out of ten. Who are you to do that? Don't do it. Obviously, it's your job, but just do your stupid columnist job. Write about the game. Shut up. Let the professionals sit there and rate it. I just, mate, it got me. I went, I never went on to that kind of shit because I never used to look at people who rated me when I was playing. So what what do you rate? Your, what do you rate Saifidi out of ten? Eight and a half. He's three points. Eight and, eight and a half. half. Eight and a half to nine, yeah. easily. And well, Junior he gets Paul, Junior Paulo's an eight. Isaiah's an eight. Well, they all get uh, they get their votes on the leaderboard now. James Fisher Harris. Let, let me talk about more about Saifidi. What he was doing. His start thirty minutes. I think 30, 30 plus minutes at the start. He was involved in that much, but it was the tough runs. He copped that hit by Jai Arrow at the start. That was brutal. Kept going. Found his front. Boom. Kept going. Kept going. Tackles. Kick chase. Everything. The dude was a beast. You understand what I'm saying? Like he was doing all these little things. Kick pressure. All the little dirty things that only only NRL players and Origin players know. Not journos. Anyway, and then he come back on. Finished the game like with intent. Big runs. Everything like she, and more honorable mentions, Tarek Sims, Cam Murray, everybody who touched the ball, Angus Crichton, all these guys, all those blokes, eight out of tens. Not one person was below that. Well, no one gets you don't get any points on the leaderboard for honorable mention. James oh, Fisher Harris, like you, you, you do in origin, these blokes, you do. but tell you what, they're not getting they're not getting a Casey Young Henry's and they're not getting any but of I get one of those the boys that win it, they're getting 52 of them. Well, they can get yeah, they've fifty-two cases for the big boys winner. So Junior Paulo has moved up. He's the only one that got votes. So he's moved up to twelve. He's on the 
He's on the leaderboard in second place. So we've now got a Penrith player, a Parramatta player, and a Brisbane player. Once again, I am volunteering my services to eat Bondi Tony's burgers. You can come with me. You can have the chips. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Will, it's my favourite time of the week, brought to you by bettingsite.com.au, where I get to tell you how I didn't win again. I'm actually quite a good punter, and I'm just not on this show this year. But anyway, I'm going to have another crack. Harold, my friend, how are you? Look, I couldn't be better. I mean, your wallet clearly could be better, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm doing great. So, Did you win last week? No, a week before. I, I got a bit unlucky last week. Who won? Did anybody <laughs> right, tell me? I was in Brisbane doing a lot of good things with Deadly Choices, so I didn't get my chance to even have a look. Did anyone win? Well, no, I had Turbo and Luttrell, any time try scorers, easy, but... Dane Gagai did not score an origin try at Suncorp. Like, how yeah. could that possibly... Yeah, like, come on. I, I agree. I agree. And, yeah, like, like, and Gag... That's unlucky. Gag is my boy. Yeah. He like scoring try. And Valentine Holmes. Valentine yeah. Holmes. If he had have caught that ball on that kick through, he would have scored. And I was like, catch the ball. Anyway. Yeah. Agenda, oh, right? Different agendas. Uh, I don't think he cared about my bet somehow. Yeah. So... This week, uh, what have we got? I've got the Roosters with the start, 11 and a half. 11 and a half, massive overs there. Newcastle to cover the line, four and a half. They bought me by 0.5 last time, so I'm giving oh. them another chance. And the Sharks to cover the line, which is always my Broncos just get me every time. That's strange that the Broncos get you every time because of how poor they've been this year, but... And sports bet are coughing up six dollar eighty five odds for you on that one. That's now, not bad. Now, look, little three legger. It's a nice tidy little sum. The Roosters at plus eleven and a half. You you're backing like what? What's the thought here? Is it the Melbourne have fled back to Melbourne and then they've got to come back up to? Yes, what was that then? Sorry, did you back the Roosters? The Roosters no, with eleven and a half start. to lose by less than eleven. Not enough. Don't shake your head like you're some sort of betting guru. Honestly, look at you. <laughs> Shut it down. This must be like because I've won two and you haven't won any. I've yeah. won, I've won one. I think maybe two. Anyway, yeah, I should have won more it. than that. What, so what's the thought? The, I look at Melbourne, the amount of travel they've had to do, they've got more players playing Origin than the Roosters. They've got Tedesco. Tedesco probably won't play. Um, they'll move Manu back to fullback. I, I just think the Roosters have got a balanced side. They've had a week off. Storm, Welch, Kafusi, um, a couple other blokes. I just, I'm confident. I'm super confident. On All that right, one. looking at a close game. You've talked me into it. Okay, thank you. I honestly don't think like some of those players won't back up for the Roosters. I would not be playing Teddy. They won't play. I just said that. Well, do they play Crichton too? Do they put it they as play, a write-off? I, mean, I think I think Crichton will play because he's come back from suspension. He just wants to kill everyone. That dude's a beast. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there's not many players to rest, is there? No, the Roosters no, are exactly. Fine. I mean, what do, you do? what do you what do you do? They all retired. I, I thought you were saying Teddy's going to play. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, no, nah, man, he's got to be rested because I wasn't listening to him. I oh, know you don't listen. Oh, I don't listen. It's your massive. You were sitting there with your hoodie on, just trying to be all cool, looking at yourself on the Zoom. Just pay attention. I'm sending selfies to you. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. All right. So, I've so got, you've got, got you've gone 685. The I'm happy with that. Yeah, 685. Look, Sharks should get the cash up there Sunday afternoon. They're going for five in a row. Quietly, the Sharkies are going for five wins in a row. Got a soft run oh, home. Are they what? Row. Excuse me? Sorry. Yeah. I need to start paying attention. Yeah, Sharks are going for five wins in a row. It's the quietest full-game winning streak. Right, let's, let's get to the winning uh, multi for the week. Here it uh, is. What have I got? Manly. Wow. Manly with the minus 24 and a half. Oof. Raiders. You generally can't even read it out properly. Yeah, you're Raiders sitting there like you're some sort of betting yeah, guru. Like you're Bart coming. Raiders head-to-head. I just know how to read the fine print, how to like explain it to everyone. Sorry, I'm not like a punter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I, I admit that I'm not a punter, and I'm like... Manly Sea Eagles, it says minus 24 and a half. Line. Is that line? Do I just pronounce That's a line. That's the line. You're on yeah. the money. Manly are the line. Canberra Raiders head-to-head. Cronulla Sharks head-to-head. Alex Johnson, anytime try scorer. Heimel Hunt, anytime try scorer. That's All right. It. Look, Alex, John- Alex Johnson, anytime try scorer. Should be in everyone's multi. Big tick. Mm. Look, Canberra. Can you believe that since round five, they've only beaten the Broncos and the Bulldogs? What? Are they? Yeah, since round five. That's the only teams they've beaten. They've given oh, up wow. seven double-digit leads this year too in games. So, But the Titans, they concede points for fun. So I'm on Canberra's bandwagon, Willie. Big tick there. Cronulla, yeah, they're getting the job done. Heimel Hunt, anytime try scorer for Newcastle, probably going to play on the right side. Look, it's definitely in play. He, he is super underrated across the league. And he's, he's a try, but he always does, like, some mm. weirdly way. Like, he's like, if Ponga comes back, he loves that side. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that's, that was my thought process when I, thought, when, I, when I put this bet on. So Yeah, way more points in the Knights now that Ponga's yeah. back. So, yeah. Look, Ladbrokes giving you nine dollars fifty one for that. So hopefully the good folks at Ladbrokes regret that. You get the win, and we all remember this conversation next week. Something I'm a strong chance of not remembering anything. Keep me occupied while I'm sitting at home watching every yeah. single of every sport. So I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I just, got, I just downloaded Ko Sports. Where's that been all my life? It's every single channel on there. Yes, yeah, it's, it's literally been there your entire life. It's been around for about ten years. And, just, I've, had, is... and I've had I've had an account. I just decided to use it. Wow, you're anyway. special. Can I get a dollar oh three that Willie's an imbecile? Uh, the producer he is he's gone back to the races. Well, the races of even imbeciles. on. Oh mate, how how's he? I I thought the races Sorry, were. I just know is 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 a, is a producer around? If you can hear me, like, have you won one this year? He's won nothing. I'll tell you. I'll step in there. He's not won one thing. You've won two, uh, and he's won nothing. So he's gone for Rose Hill Race Three, Number Nine. Admit it. Now I think why he's chosen this horse. It. He is should it, admit it too. He's admitting that, that title's prophetic. It's um, yeah. He's yeah. admitted that he's hopeless at everything. I thought so. Yeah, the silence is golden. Yeah. What we, well, what have we got? What have we got? And well, who what have we got? We got sorry, the delay there. $8 at Ladbrokes. So if you fancy a pun on the horses, $8 at Ladbrokes. That's where you're getting the best value for admitted it race three, number nine. Good on them. Good on them. Uh, and so, Harold, you're going to, after the producer 100% loses again, you're going to save us. Well, What are you going to save us with? Oh, all right. Here we go. So I'm tipping Penrith just to get the win. 
No, Nathan Cleary. I just want to see a little bit more and see, see what sort of form they, they sort of produce before I'm getting into lines and, and whether they're winning 13-plus and stuff like that. So I'll just get them to get the win. I'm taking Manly at minus 21 and a half, so a, a little bit smaller line than, than Willie's taking them at. And, I'm, and I'm, like you, I've gone the Knights with the four-and-a-half start. The Cowboys' week looks like it's been in disarray, and they've only won once away from home this year. I think the Knights get that one. And then, sorry, Tigers fans, you're getting crushed again. South's at minus 19-and-a-half start. They're going to win big on Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt Oval. And Sportsbet are giving me $9.06 for that combination. Yeah. I've I've let the team down with my six dollar eighty five there to be honest. But anyway, any wins a win because we uh, we need it at this point. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We need we need to get on a late season charge to the finals. So we were actually before obviously coronavirus has, has ruined everyone's life once again. We we're actually supposed to go down to Bungendore this weekend um, to hand over part of the prize that we uh, that we won for them last year. So for all of those junior clubs that think we're just talking about it. We're actually genuinely last year, we managed to give away 10 grand this year. We've got $3,154 in the kitty. Thanks to bettingsite.com.au. We will obviously have the, we're going to have all of the things we had last year. We want you to send in videos about why you should win. And thanks to our friends at bettingsite.com.au. We will get down, we'll give you some cash and we will turn up, and we'll drink whiskey in your local clubhouse. So thank you again to Harry. Thank you again to Betting Site. Thank you to William for not listening to my bet. And we'll see you next week, mate. All right. All right. We'll see you guys later and enjoy the football. Thanks, mate. Yeah. And if you're going to bet well, right. Make sure you bet right with Betting Site and gamble responsibly. Good advice. Yeah, it's great advice. You guys should use it. Well, the good news for me and the bad news for everyone else is that I'm a genius and I'm in front of the tips. I've got 84. The producer's on 81. Can't catch me from here. I mean, that's, they may as well just stop. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What I'm going to do, I'm going to tell him for the rest of his life that I'm better than him. That's what yeah, I'm going to gonna, do. Are you going to have the balls to go out and just like just bet like something against him or are you just going to stick exactly what he's going to do? He just, follow, he just follows me. So he's behind now. So you. So let's go through your tips first, Will. I've got the Storm Warriors. I'm back in para. So I just think Cleary is that much to them. And I think they might rest a couple of their big players as well. Eagles, Raiders, Knights, Sharks, and Rabbits. Right, well, I've gone everything. I've gone everything apart uh, from the Panthers. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't think, I don't think there'll be too many upsets this week. Well, the producers picked the Dragons. So that's the one game that could be... Uh, you might make one up. Dragons and who? Dragons Warriors. He's picked the Dragons. Yeah, that, the that Warriors. Could, and that could happen because... Oh, wait, he could get you. He can't. Oh, okay, thanks. He, he, can't could, he could get you. He could get you. He won't, he won't get me. No. no one will get me. I'm just... I'm so good at this. It's embarrassing. There's the binging again. Hello to Peter to Kensington. That's the email. I hope my wife's going nowhere near that joint because it's a billion dollars for a plate of... Candle. (laughs) Candle. It's not even scented. That's how big your candle is. All right. Well, thank you very much for tuning in once again to our wonderful show that we love doing every week. 
Uh, we're going to do the Twitter game. I don't know what Twitter game we're going to do. We're going to do one of them. I'll go through it at the moment, people. Um, well, we have got. Well, a you're stuck in lockdown. One or two. We have got a lot. Yeah. We can do a couple. <laughs> we can do a couple of games. I think I reckon we should just announce. All right, we're going to do this game because I can do every. I can do pretty much most games. We all can do every game. So I'm going to just. No, no, we're the, we can. We can. I can, we can go. I think we should just do the whole weekend of sport, and we'll just tweet. Oh, we're going to be tweeting. We're going to be randomly tweeting we're, we're like randomly the entire tweeting week. Every game, and if you can entice me into your conversation, bring it on. Can have I entice every, you? Have, have everything ready. I'm talking to Twitter people at home. Have everything ready because I know a lot of shit that you don't. Like what? Just some random shit. Heaps of stuff. Heaps of stuff. <laughs> I know it as well. Uh, I have to put them on the game a lot of times. So, first of all, we'd like to thank our sponsors, bettingsite.com.au, Young Henry's and Bondi Tony's. You're all fantastic. Awesome. Um, shout out to Bondi Tony's. Obviously, with the lockdowns and things, it's difficult for restaurants. And, you know, they're a fantastic place and they're doing takeaway. So, get down there and support them. Dude, and we can have a beer together, we'll go down there as a we group. Can Zoom. How about Zoom? I'm off Zoom. I miss you, Will. I don't think people. I don't think people really get me on Zoom. I don't get you anyway. But yeah, like a lot of people don't. <laughs> Let's. So everyone, get out there, rate and review. Uh, we're we're on Spotify. We're on Apple. I don't even know where you're supposed yeah, to rate all, us, but all rate social, us. All social media. All of those every, things. All where they have podcasts. Download, rate, review. Tell us how you like the show. Give us all your feedback so we can improve. And we love hearing your comments on. Twitter and, and yeah. Facebook and Instagram, unless they're negative, then we don't. It's never, it's never a one-way street. It's never a one-way street. If you've got something to say, I'll say it back. See you next week. I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL is Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skill, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 